This week, we said goodbye to Charlie Munger, vice chairman of Berkshire Hathaway and the longtime partner of Warren Buffett. You know, I have a good mind, but I, I, I'm way short of prodigy. And I've had results in life that are prodigious. And that came from tricks. I just learned a few basic tricks. To celebrate him, I want to summarize how Charlie Munger used to invest and break down his mental tricks and approach to picking long-term investments. That's the first part of today's episode. The second part of the episode is for those of us who want to get practical and put our learnings into practice. I'll use Charlie's investment approach to screen for stocks that meet his criteria. Let's talk about that. I'm Huda Mare, founder and CEO of Stockard, a fintech startup from California that helps you do your fundamental stock market research better and faster. On this show, I share detailed analysis and fascinating investing-related stories like today's episode on Charlie Munger's investing wisdom. If you are new here, join us by subscribing. On many occasions, Charlie has made it very clear that to him, the only intelligent way of investing is to pay for something less than what is worth. I think it's a bad use of the language to think there's a difference between value investing and other good investing. All good investing is value investing, by definition. Because why would you want to buy something which wasn't worth as much as you were paying for it. And who wouldn't like buying something for less than it's worth? So the only difference, when people talk about value investor, you're always a value investor. Now there are various ways to look for value investments, just as there are various places to fish. This doesn't mean he would go after beaten down stocks or actively search for the dip. However, it means Charlie wouldn't invest in the best companies in the world if he could not invest in them at a reasonably fair price. A good example is Berkshire's investment in Apple when it was able to buy the stock during the first quarter of 2016 at around $30 per share, and the stock price now hovers around $200 per share, representing 400% plus return on initial investment, excluding all the dividends it has paid Berkshire. This was about when the broader market started comparing Apple to IBM as the iPhone sales growth slowed. Charlie and Warren invested in Apple at around 11 times the price to earnings ratio and two and a half times the price to sales ratio, which turned out to be an extremely reasonable price for a dividend paying giant company that went on to become the largest public market holding of Berkshire's portfolio in 2023. Charlie's most important stock picking trick is to focus on valuation rather than paying too high a price for even the best stocks. Charlie followed another fascinating and unique mental model that helped him avoid the most common investing mistakes. He calls it the inversion approach. There are all kinds of tricks that I just got into by accident in life. One, I invert. 
all the time. I was a weather forecaster when I was in the Air Corps. And so I figured out the minute I was actually making weather forecasts for real pilots, I said, how can I kill these pilots? Now, that's not the question that most people would ask. But I wanted to know what the easiest way to kill them would be so I could avoid it. And so I thought it through in reverse that way. And I finally figured out, I said, there are only two ways I'm going to kill a pilot. Either I'm going to get him into icing his plane can't handle, and that will kill him. Or I'm going to get him someplace where he's going to run out of gas before he can land because all the airports are sucked in. And I just was fanatic about avoiding those two hazards. He used the same inverting methodology in his investing. He asked himself how he could ruin his portfolio in the stock market. And the answer was to invest in companies that can easily go wrong or loser companies. Some good examples are companies that make no money or have not generated free cash flow or need that stars to be aligned to become a home run. Charlie would religiously avoid losing companies even if he had to sit on his hands and do nothing for several months. Berkshire Hathaway's stock has dropped by over 50% at least three times during Charlie's life and those drops never worried him a bit. If you want to generate outsized returns in the stock market, you better be able to handle a 50% drop with grace, and it should not impact your investment decisions. I am continuously invested in American equities, mm -hmm. but I've had my Berkshire stock decline by 50% three times, mm -hmm. and I don't, it doesn't bother me that much. I regard that as just a natural consequence of adult life properly lived. According to Charlie's teachings, there are two groups of good investors in the world. The first group are those who invest in broad market indices and know investing in the market index such as the S&P 500 index ETF is a steady and sure way of generating wealth over decades and it is an effortless and emotionally safe way of investing. The second group of investors are those who are willing to do the research and are pursuing a much higher return than the market's average and understand the market's nature. Those investors know high return requires a lot of work and comes with a lot of volatility in the market. If you want to follow Charlie's steps, you need to figure out which camp of the good investors you belong to. Those who know that they cannot tolerate the 50% drop and accept the slow and steady return of the overall market, or those who understand and are not phased out by a possible 50% drop. In the first part of this episode, we talked about how Charlie Munger invests. I want to get practical and look for stocks using Charlie's investment methodology in the second part. I'll use the stock cards stock screener tool under the tool section of the website. You can use a stock card or any other screener to follow. The first criteria we discussed was to invest in companies with reasonable value. There are, of course, many valuation methodologies. Here, I'm using the standard valuation metrics such as price to sales and price to earnings ratio. We calculate those common metrics 
on a stock card and then compare each company's valuation with its peers. The stock is undervalued if the valuation is lower than its peers by at least 10%. So let's pick undervalued stocks. The second part of Charlie's approach was to avoid companies with a high likelihood of ruin. This can include companies with no free cash flow or declining sales. I exclude stocks with declining revenue and no free cash flow using the filters on the screener. Lastly, Charlie have taught us that tolerating significant stock price drop is required to generate substantial returns. To replicate this approach, I go to the theme box on the top of the screener page and add a stocks hitting a 52-week low. Theme filter would result in stocks with drastically fallen price in the last 52 weeks. When combined with the other criteria, we should get a list of high-quality companies that are undervalued and are experiencing a temporarily price fall. At first glance, 28 companies meet the criteria now. I return to the screener to add a few more filters, excluding companies not listed on the NYSC and NASDAQ stock exchanges and removing all those tiny publicly traded companies with a market cap lower than 50 million. I'll save this screener as Charlie Munger stock screener so that you can get the full list or continue your research after this episode. If you like this episode and the screener we built together, I recently recorded an ETF screener demo video that you may also find interesting and helpful as the next video to watch. Otherwise, I'll leave a link to an episode where I talked about the six-step process Warren Buffett uses to research stocks. That's also a good next one to watch to continue your education today. I'll see you next time.